if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed. That's exactly what it is. Good morning. It is seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock, and we are underway on this Monday, the 25th morning of the first month of the year of our Lord 2021. Coming up on the program today at 948. 41 minutes from right now, we will talk to Congressman Jim Jordan. Congressman, Congressman Jordan has a lot to say. Uh, he's been active on social media uh, to the extent that he hasn't been canceled yet, and I'm sure that's coming, but he's been very active on social media and wants to comment on all of the uh, insanity that is coming from Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. right now, including the fact that articles of impeachment or the article singular of impeachment is going to be introduced by the show trial demanding left uh, in the House today to the Senate. It'll happen sometime this evening. We're going to talk about that and the unconstitutionality of trying a man who is no longer in office, number one, and number two, of doing so without giving him due process before sending this to the jury, which is what the Senate is. He also is going to talk about deportation and the moratorium put forth by the Biden administration, the danger we are in from these massive caravans that are just steamrolling right now through Central America and on their way up to the American southern border. All, of course, because... Joe Biden uh, just called them in, said, yeah, we are going to give legal status and amnesty to everybody who is here illegally, uh, so you better get in while the getting's good, following exactly what the president ordered. Also, Joe Biden's silence on Portland and Seattle and the rioting that is going on on the uh, left wing, and uh, which is out on America's left coast, as well as the executive order erasing women's sports. So that's coming up with Jordan at 948. Then in the 10 o'clock hour, we're going to talk to a guy that I am very impressed with. Um, I did not know about him until about three, four days ago. I actually got him from and a video that he did from a listener. Dr. Leland Stillman uh, is sounding the alarm about the totalitarianism that we all face. Literally. His declaration was, um, we are reaching an unthinkable level of totalitarianism when it comes to surrendering not just our general civil liberties and our Bill of Rights, but specifically the liberty to take care of ourselves as we see fit as it pertains to our health. 
Because those that we have given all of the power to to decide about health policy in America are the ones who are shutting down anyone who dissents from their point of view. I was very impressed when I read and listened to more from Dr. Stillman, so I invited him to come on the program, and he will, will be with us this morning at 1010. This is just a small taste of what he is talking about. Western civilization as a whole has a lot of faith in science, for better or for worse, and the cornerstone of that faith has been that dissent has always been tolerated. All people have been allowed to make extreme statements. There are still flat earthers. And I think it's Ron Paul who likes to say that we don't have freedom of speech so that we can make controversial statements about the weather. But the point is simply that we need to be able to say things and speak our minds freely without being afraid of having our licenses taken, our livings destroyed, our families threatened. More specifically, we have to have a right as human beings and American free people in the United States to question the so-called experts who think that their status as experts makes them infallible and thus able to dictate to us how we live our lives and how we treat ourselves with respect to our health. You know, people want it to be as simple as the experts think this, and it's never that simple. And so in all of these, you know, questions, whether it's how we should deal with the environment or how we should deal with you know, mandatory vaccination, the question is, well, what risks are we willing to entertain? How do we calculate those risks? What do we think of those risks? Some Americans are willing to accept figures from the CDC and from major academic medical centers and medical journals stating that vaccines are safe and effective. And then on the other hand, you have people who are not willing to trust those, uh, those authorities because of their first-hand experience, because of their religious beliefs, because of opposing experts who think that that data or that evidence is flawed. And historically, Americans have been allowed to make their own choices as to where they went, how they worshipped, what they did for work, where they did it. We had enormous liberty. And I've been shocked to see how quickly that's eroded in our lifetimes. And that is the key. All of those liberties that we had are in serious jeopardy. And it's in large part because we are being forced to trust the quote-unquote experts. You will agree with them. You will uh, repeat their statements, whether you believe them or not. And if you do not, you will be canceled. And as a matter of fact, big tech has made it possible for you to be disappeared. As big tech becomes more and more a feature of our life, if you're not doing business on an in-person basis with foot traffic to brick-and-mortar businesses, if Google or Amazon can deplatform you or if Shopify can shut down your online storefront, then all of a sudden you could see just about anyone in society disappear from the public eye overnight because they have an opinion that may contradict what you know the mainstream narrative is. This is a level of totalitarianism that I think even Orwell and Huxley would have struggled to envision. And I don't think that's an overstatement. I do not believe that is hyperbolic. I believe it is real. I believe it is legitimate. So I'm really looking forward to it. You're not going to want to miss that interview with Dr. Leland Stillman coming up at 1010 this morning. All right. Uh, other matters we need to get to. Joe Biden has had arguably the worst five days in the history of the American presidency to start a presidential term. Joe Biden, in his first five days, has put at least 50,000 Americans out of work. And with his new executive orders being signed today, that number is going to jump exponentially, potentially into the millions. What? How? Why? Well, 
It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for him to just revoke the permits for the Keystone XL pipeline, which put eleven thousand Americans out of work immediately. He is now going to go after the rest of the fossil fuel industry. He is now going to kill off permits for drilling. He is going to kill off permits for natural gas. He is going to kill off. Uh, essentially, he's going to give. Uh, Alexandria Damasio Cortez, her dream. An end to fossil fuels and the, re, the uh, uh, construction, if you will, of a Green New Deal type of energy environment. Listen to uh, Senator Bill Cassidy, Republican Senator Bill Cassidy from Louisiana, to, uh, Louisiana, excuse me, uh, talking on Fox and Friends about what Joe Biden is doing to jobs with these ridiculous energy policies of his. This orders affecting leasing of oil and gas on federal lands yeah. will put tens of thousands of Americans out of work. It'll shift oil and gas production overseas yeah. where their environmental standards are less than ours, which will increase greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, it's, it's almost as if you've decided to help the Chinese and other economies with your domestic agenda. Hard to argue that. Revoking the, the permits for the Keystone XL pipeline, revoking leases on federal lands for oil and gas, for drilling and for production. He is taking a nation that was, for the first time in its history, a net exporter of energy, a nation that relied on no one anywhere in the world any longer for our own energy needs, complete energy independence. For the first time, we achieved that under Donald Trump. And he is revoking all of it and is willing to surrender all of it, driving gas prices through the roof, driving all energy prices through the roof, putting people out of work by the tens of thousands, perhaps into the hundreds of thousands, and maybe even into the millions by the time it's all said and done. And this is all in the first five days of his, uh, of his presidency. And there is, there is something seriously wrong with him. There is something very demented. He has, over, he has already signed over 30 executive actions in his first few days in office. 30! He rejoined the World Health Organization, too. He's requiring non-citizens to be counted in census counts so they get representation. An illegal alien in the United States who broke our laws, came here, sucked up our resources, and just completely thumbed their nose at traditional immigration, legal immigration, is now going to have representation in Congress. No wonder he has given the green light and kind of whispered, if not shouted, come on in. Because that's what they're doing. Caravans are coming, and they are coming because Joe Biden called them. Even if he then said, oh, by the way, you can't get in yet, you better get ready because, yeah, we are going to invite you in and legalize all of you. Reports say the caravan is leaving from Honduras despite calls from the Biden administration to reconsider. Guatemalan TV reports at least 3,000 migrants will meet in San Pedro Sula before crossing into Guatemala, entering Mexico, and heading toward the southern U.S. This follows a migrant caravan of 8,000 being broken up by Guatemalan security forces last week. Asylum seekers breaking through the human barricade of soldiers and police officers. Immigration authorities say as many as 5,300 migrants have been sent back to Honduras. The rest are spread throughout Guatemala with their failed plot to reach Mexico. So they're coming from Guatemala. They're coming from Honduras. They are gathering and re, uh, and, and not only gathering in their point of origin, but gathering more caravanners, if you will, uh, every mile that they trek. 
And even if they're turned away at various checkpoints, they just regather and go to a new one. This is not going to stop. And again, this is something that Joe Biden has courted. He has just essentially invited. This is uh, Republican Congressman James Comer from Kentucky. We're a country of rule of law. And to reward people that are here illegally, to bypass people who are trying to get to this country legally, is very disturbing. And it's very questionable why the, the president would start with issues like this that divide us. Yeah, didn't he say he wanted unity in his inauguration speech? He said he wanted unity. And then literally, literally, just hours after saying that, signed 17 executive orders that... that Made it, it made unity impossible. 17 executive orders that 75 million Trump voters were going to be uh, disgusted by because they are unconstitutional, illegal, or dangerous, or some combination of all three. Why? What is the goal behind all of this? One more from Representative Comer. It just looks to me like it's an America last policy, an America first policy, which is what I believe a majority of Americans in both parties want. It would focus on getting people back to work. It would focus on getting kids back in school. It would focus on vaccine distribution. These are issues that unify Americans. Putting people out of work, promising that the worst days of the COVID pandemic are in front of us, not behind us. It's going to get darker and worse, he says. At the very same time, Liberal, Democratic, Biden-supporting mayors and governors have decided it's time to open things back up again. What an unbelievable coincidence. Now that there's a new president, we can't allow the economy to continue to suffer. Now we're going to reopen restaurants and gyms and bars in Chicago. Now we're going to do the same thing in New York. Now we're going to, all over the country, liberal Democrat politicians are like, Biden's in, we better save the economy now. Let's get everybody back to work. Meanwhile, Biden's in Washington half asleep, I think, saying that the worst is in front of us, which is why he has mandated masks for everyone for 100 days. There's so much ground to cover here. I'm glad you're with us. Join us at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. I've got time for your phone calls between now and Jordan time, which is at 948 right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, 925, let's continue on AM 1420, The Answer. One more soundbite, just an update on what's going on today. While Joe Biden signs more executive orders aimed at destroying conservatives and in the process destroying all of our rights, I mean literally, stripping the rights of American citizens and American workers and American business owners away from them. While Joe Biden sets about his path of destruction, they are going to now retroactively try to punish an ex-president. Impeachment managers expected to walk the article to the Senate around 7 p.m. Eastern. This is lawmakers debate the constitutionality of trying a former president. Republican Senator Mike Rounds and NBC's Meet the Press. To begin with, I think it's a moot point. Because I think right now Donald Trump is no longer the president. He is a former president. GOP Senator Mitt Romney says he believes the trial is constitutional. After the article is transmitted, there will be a two-week pause to allow the former president to prepare a defense. Once the trial gets underway, senators will listen to arguments six days a week, breaking only on Sundays. So we're still dealing with the effects of a pandemic that have cost millions of Americans 
millions and millions of dollars, jobs, businesses, and so forth, and they're going to spend six days a week working on trying to punish an ex-president who can't be punished any longer with being removed from office. Why? Because he's out of office. This is leftism Leftism at work. Navy man Norm in Strongsville, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, sir. Go ahead. There is no such thing as unity with these people, Bob, because that's not their goal. Their goal is to destroy the United States of America as we know it. And, I mean, every action they take is significant of, of that goal. It's very simple. I mean, this man, first of all, I don't think he's signing those. Or he may be signing the orders, but he's not giving the orders. Those orders are coming down from either uh, Kamila or Susan Rice or Obama himself. You know, look behind the curtain because he is right now, that man is, dementia has set in. I don't know if you saw the little video of him entering the Capitol with his wife and the two Marines saluted him. He did not salute back, but he mumbled, salute the Marines because his earpiece, someone in his earpiece told him, salute the Marines. And you can hear it on video. As he walks past, he says, salute the Marines. Well, let me say this, Norm. Yeah, let, let me say this. Um, a lot of us knew in the campaign, of course, as we watched him hide in his basement and occasionally stumble out only to read off of a teleprompter and mispronounce things and forget things and so forth. We know that his mental faculties are not there, but I don't think that's why he is making all of these executive actions. I don't think that's why, uh, you know, he is, uh, you know, is, is clearly the, the, the most far left president this country has ever seen. Um, it's because he knows that the only way they will allow him to stay is to do exactly as they say. If Kamala Harris was running things right now, would she be doing anything differently than Joe Biden is? The answer is no. I mean, cause he's literally giving every progressive radical their dreams. So they, I, my guess here, Norm, is that what they have told him is if you want to stay and not have us 25th amendment, amendment you out because of the reasons you just mentioned with his faculties, you will sign everything we tell you to sign. So he is doing Kamala's and Bernie's and AOC's and, the, and everybody else on the progressive far left. He's doing their bidding. He is literally acceding control of this country or ceding control rather of this country to China. China and other communist powers, and uh, this is exactly what he is being ordered to do. And I think he doesn't want you know, to suffer the embarrassment of being removed from office, so he is going right along with it. They're not. <clears throat> there is no way that they're going to allow him to go to any conference with any foreign leader, because it, it'll be it'll be a fiasco. It'll be a total fiasco. Can you because, imagine? Like, like you said, yeah, they're behind him. But you know, the amazing thing about this is that their their duplicity in this. And they're not going to impeach Trump. I mean, Romney, uh, he, he, as far as I'm concerned, he's not just a rhino. He's a traitor. And the reason he's doing this is because his kid, Romney's son, is mixed up with Kerry's son and Hunter Biden in the Ukrainian fiasco. So, these, you know, this deep state thing goes cuts across, you know, our party lines, if you will. But if you know, the Republicans you're, you're, are... You're right, it does. And you're right, they're not going to impeach him. This isn't going to be about actually getting the result, which is a quote-unquote conviction. And thanks for the call, Norm. I got a jet here for news. It's not about that. It's going to be about trying to punish everybody. This is what Trump meant when he said 
They're not coming for me. They're coming for you. They're not after me. They're after you. This is about embarrassing him and trying to air all of the dirty laundry that they can manufacture against him, not just on January 6th, which is pure and utter garbage. They're literally saying we have to go back to everything he's done since 2017 to uh, you know, incite this insurrection. So what they're doing here is they're going to try to embarrass him and to try to make him look like he is just the, you know, the, the reincarnation of Hitler uh, and Pol Pot and Stalin and every other, you know, ruthless, tyrannical leader ever, you know, compiled into one. And that you, as a Trump supporter, must be made to pay for supporting him. This impeachment trial will never result in a conviction, but it is going to be to embarrass him and thus embarrass 75 million of his voters and to lead to our cancellation or our re-education. And we'll be right back. Progressive Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The Answer. Yeah, 9.36, onward on this Monday. Joe Biden has ordered a pause on federal permits for oil and gas on federal lands. The Department of Interior has made this decision. It's a 60-day pause, which is only going to extend, you know this, as part of an effort to review the program's policy ramifications. In other words, we've got to please our green masters our new green overlords, and they don't like natural gas and oil and coal, and they want everything to be done with electric, electric and battery power because that's much better for the environment. Even though these imbeciles have no earthly idea, and I use that in air quotes, no earthly idea how much more damaging it is to build those batteries. And by the way, what those plants that build those batteries run on. It isn't unicorn power. It's not solar power. It's coal. This anti-fossil fuelers, all for their ridiculous energy you know, uh, concerns and climate action, which, of course, has nothing to do with the climate, has everything to do with power and stealing money. Meanwhile, they're putting tens of thousands of Americans out of work at a time. This is a new administration. Just they have been in office a week since Wednesday. They've already killed tens of thousands of jobs. And oh, by the way, they're also lying. And they've been caught. Not that this is something they even care. See, this is the real frustrating part. This is the real frustrating part. They promised you, they promised you they would not increase the federal gas tax. Yet during his confirmation hearing yesterday, what did Pete Buttigieg do? Pete Buttigieg said he's, uh, he's uh, being confirmed, or he's you know, in hearings right now to be confirmed as Transportation Secretary. Buttigieg says, yes, a gas tax increase is on the table. The exact opposite of what they said. They also said repeatedly during the campaign that they would not, um, uh, they would not uh, ban new fracking. And what if they said already, less than a week into office, we're banning new fracking? All again because they have to get on bended knee to their green overlords. Because they need more power. And they need more of your money. 
It is uh, unconscionable. I mean, you know, you know what we always liked to say, those of us who voted for President Trump? He kept his promises. He kept his promises. He said he was going to build a wall. He built a wall. He said he was going to lower our taxes. He lowered our taxes. He said he was going to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. He recognized Jerusalem and moved the embassy there as the capital of Israel. I mean, he said he would end ISIS. He ended ISIS. He said he would crack down on on uh, uh, Kim Jong-un, and Kim Jong-un stopped sending test missiles into the ocean. I mean, he kept his promises. Joe Biden, in five days as president, has gone back on almost every promise that he made, other than his promise to be the most progressive, diverse cabinet uh, in, in American history. He's definitely making good on that. But that's not helping America. That's the problem. That's not helping America. That's the one thing we don't want him to keep his promises on. Because who cares what people look like? Get the best people to do the jobs as allowed them by the Constitution. I mean, his, I gave that number in the first hour. I said a million American jobs. This comes from the Senior uh, Vice President of Policy, Economics and, Reg- Economics and Regulatory Affairs at the uh, API. That's the American Petroleum Institute. Frank Macchiarola said in an interview on Saturday that if Biden puts a permanent ban on oil and gas development, which right now is a 60-day pause, if he does that on federal waters and land, it will cost at least one million, of, uh, uh, one million Americans excuse me, their jobs. Is it possible to have buyer's remorse, Biden voters, a week into a presidency? Because you should. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Jan is in Greater Cleveland. Hi, Jan. You're on AM 1420. The answer. Go right ahead. Hi, Bob. I'm wondering if you heard about the band of abortion, pro-abortionist uh, protesters that broke into uh, the cathedral on Friday where two Two bishops, uh, the bishop from Cleveland and the bishop of Columbus, were offering a mass. And they didn't just disrupt the mass for a minute. They stayed there, and I don't know what they did, but the police had to be called. Are you hearing this? Or no, I'm is not. the Holy Catholic Church defending the wrongdoers and afraid to speak up and think if they're nice to people, they're going to fill the pews? So you're saying this was, these were pro-abortionists who interrupted the masses? Yes. Pro-abortionist. It was it was a mass set on mass. Friday. For okay. No, I did I didn't hear about it, Jan. Actually, um, uh, but you know what? I will tell you this. And this is going to be a little bit more of a general response than specific to that event that I did not see. And I thank you for your phone call. Uh, I am very concerned with the response of the Catholic Church to many many of the issues uh, that we are dealing with right now. Uh, I feel as though there is a very disturbing shift and a movement away from traditional church teachings, the tenets of our faith, for those of us who are Catholics, um, they are being moved by modern secularists who are doing everything they can to take the power away from the church over uh, its flock. Uh, and that is, you know, the, the church, one of the church's jobs, of course, is to guide the flock to continue to live their lives as Jesus would like us to. Um, you know, I'm being very generic here, obviously, and I'm very concerned with their willingness to go along with virtually every progressive idea, no matter how much it conflicts with traditional Catholic Church teachings, and quite frankly, with the Bible. So, 
you know, again, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not a, a biblical scholar and I'm not a preacher and I'm not a priest, certainly. But I will say this. Um, I'm very much worried with what the Catholic Church's response is to these things. Let me squeeze AJ in here before the break here. AJ, you're on the air. Go ahead. AJ, are you there? Good, good. I'm here. Yeah, go ahead, AJ. Um, you were talking about natural gas earlier. And what a lot of these tree huggers don't understand, or probably they don't even care to understand, is when you burn natural gas, the byproduct is water. You know when you you cook on a gas stove in your kitchen, and all of a sudden you see your window starting to steam up? That's the water that burns off of natural gas. That's the byproduct. It's not carbon. And you never hear about that on the news. Well, there's two things. There, there's two things, though, that, that, that they would say. That, first of all, you're right. Thank you for the phone call, by the way. It's, it's that they don't know it or they don't care to know it. Uh, so you're right. It's, it's probably a little bit of both of those things. And the second thing is they, they're, they're not about how it burns. It, it, they're about drilling for it. They're about actually using, you know, Mother Earth, if you will, to tap into the natural gas. That's what their problem is. It's not the burning of it. It is the drilling and digging for it. That's their problem. They say that upsets the environment too much. Because uh, they're nuts. You said it yourself. I think you called them nuts. If you didn't, I'll do it for you. They're nuts. 944, Jim Jordan next, AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, 948, we continue AM 1420, The Answer. As it is a Monday morning, it is time to check in with uh, our friend, Congressman Jim Jordan, Ohio's 4th Congressional District Representative. Congressman, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm fine, Bob. Good to be with you today. Always good to talk to you. Um, I wish this day didn't happen. And what I mean by that, of course, is that this charade, this show trial that they're going to hold for the President of the United States or the now former President of the United States is going to happen. They're introducing an article of impeachment, Congressman Jordan, suggesting that, not suggesting, accusing President Trump of inciting an insurrection. And I read today that they are not just building their case from a speech on January 6th, the day that that happened, but they are going going to go back and look at everything he has said since 2017 that they think culminated in that in that <laughs> riot on on January 6. What's your uh, response to all of that? Well, of course they can't build anything from from his remarks that uh, on January 6 because how do you incite a riot that was already planned, right? How do you incite a, how do you incite a, a a a breach of the Capitol when the breach started before he even completed his remarks? I mean, it, it, that that is just it just defies logic. Uh, plus, they're not even walking the articles over to the Senate until today. I thought there was urgency in this, you know. So um, I think I said this last week on your on your show, Bob. You know, they've been trying to remove President Trump uh, from office before he got there, and now they're going to try to remove him after he's left. So it's it's ridiculous. The American people see it for what it is, but that has never stopped Democrats from their obsession with attacking the president, and they're they're going to continue, like like we said, even now after he has left office. How dangerous is this for ordinary Americans if they can do this to the President of the United States, and that is essentially refer him for trial as if it were a grand jury in the in the House without any due process whatsoever, and then conduct something that is unconstitutional, this, uh, this attempt to just embarrass him and to shame his followers, because that's what I think this is largely about. The goal here isn't to remove him from office because he can't, he's not in office. He can't do that. How dangerous is it, Congressman? What, you know, kind of a precedent is this set? What, yeah. what chance do any of us have or crying out loud if they no, can do this to uh, you know former president right no you're, you're exactly right it's 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 very dangerous it's, it's frightening it's wrong 
but also understand their goal. Their goal isn't to remove him from office. Obviously, he's already left office. Their goal is to make sure he can't run again. So if they could get uh, Republican senators to go along and, and, and with the Democrats and convict the president in the Senate, then that would bar him from, from running for office. So that, th- this has always been about politics. It's why they changed the election laws, Bob. They knew they couldn't beat President Trump in a normal election. So what they had to do was change the election laws in the run-up to the 2020 presidential race. They used COVID as the basis and the reason for changing those laws. And they did it in an unconstitutional manner because in the key swing states, they didn't control the legislature. Republicans controlled the legislature in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia, but they had to go around it via Secretary of State, via partisan Supreme Court. So it's always been political. But you're right. This is frightening when you couple what Democrats in Washington are doing and you add it to what the cancel culture does to to conservatives and Republicans and people they disagree with. It is very dangerous where we're heading. And it's why it's why people like you, Bob, are so important, because you bring this information to the public so they know exactly what what the Democrats and the left are attempting to do. Well, as long as I'm allowed to. You know, and, and people like me are allowed to because I am very, very desperately worried about being canceled. Uh, and, and in fact, you know, we, we have seen so many conservative voices that are warning and trying to share the information like you just talked about and doing it online or doing it on their uh, podcasts and whatnot. And they are being canceled. Their sponsors are being threatened and so on and so forth because no one can stand up. They don't want anyone to provide any scrutiny of their narrative. No one is allowed to stand up yep. and challenge that. So the cancel culture is... I, I, this might be as devastating, uh, you know, a development I think in our culture that we, you know that we have seen that isn't involving directly yeah, elected officials because this is right. you know they're supporting it, but but this is big tech and these are corporate monoliths that are essentially telling anybody who does not toe their party line or repeat their narrative that you your career your business well, uh, they're all in jeopardy. Right. Here's two encouraging things. One, Facebook and, and some of these social media platforms lost like $60 billion since they've suspended and, 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 and kept President Trump from, from being on their platforms. So at some point, uh, some of the investors are going to say, hey, hey, wait a minute. You can, be, you can be as woke as you want. You can be as political as you want. But I kind of want to return on my investment. And you're $60 billion in the hole right now from where you were just six weeks ago. So that's a, I think that's a sign. At some point, we're going to like the market will, I think, help us here. And then second, I, I just read a piece this morning where some of the big advertisers who advertise and do ads for the Super Bowl are saying, you know what, we're not going to do it this year because we're so afraid that we're going to offend somebody one way or the other, that we're not going to be woke enough, we're not going to be left enough. Some of the big people, I think like even uh, Coca-Cola is not advertising in, in the Super Bowl. So finally, some of these folks are thinking, wait a minute, there are half the country who supports President Trump, who supports traditional American values, they buy things, too. Remember what Michael Jordan said, his famous line, Republicans buy sneakers, too. So at some point, I think that's going to kick in more, and that's going to help us as we move forward to this debate. I hope it does, but I but I hope it doesn't come down to just that. I hope it doesn't come down to just capitalism and hey, we can't keep losing money. I hope there is at least some spark that says we can't silence people. We do just because I they agree. have a dissenting voice. Um, yeah. Speaking of the impeachment, because uh, they blame President Trump for the the riot on Capitol Hill, January sixth. The rioting has continued in leftist-led cities like Portland, Tacoma, uh, Seattle. Uh, as a matter of fact, I mean, literally hours after Joe Biden was inaugurated, they were rioting in there and saying, we have no president, yeah. we don't want a president, we can't be ruled. Now they're standing outside detention facilities and jails saying, free them all, free them all. Congressman, they don't want a Democrat leader. They want full-on anarchy. 
And and yep. this is what the left didn't understand, or at least uh, the Democrats didn't understand. They were getting in bed with 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 radicals who want no police, who want no jails, who want no rules. They want essentially for it to be like the movie The Purge, uh, except for instead of one yeah. night, it's any night. You can do whatever you want. Uh, and I'm not it's being crazy. I'm not being hyperbolic in that because again, they you can't blame Trump and his existence for these riots now in these left wing cities. They they've got their guy in in power, if you will, and yet look at what they continue to. Do. Joe Biden is yeah. silent. I haven't heard a word from him about these riots. Yeah. Where's the consistency? I mean, Republicans condemn political violence all the time. We condemned it a few weeks ago when the tragic and terrible events happened at the Capitol. We condemned it all last summer, and we condemn it now when with what's going on in Tacoma and Portland and Seattle and some of our other big cities. Wrong is wrong, but the left, the left, the, oh, they only they only talk about what happened at the Capitol a few weeks ago. All summer long, they were bailing. I mean, they were raising funds to bail out the criminals who did the violence against police officers, against business owners. Um, th- th- this is we should be consistent. They should be consistent. We are consistent. Um, this is what's frustrating as well to, uh, I think, the American people. Hopefully, hopefully some of the left will begin to say this is wrong and, and condemn it and stand up for our, our law enforcement officers who've been taking the brunt of this in all these uh, all these major cities. Um, Joe Biden has arguably had the worst first five days of any president in the history of the United States. He literally, on day one, uh, made put eleven thousand people uh, out of work by by uh, yep. uh, lift, lifting the permits for the Keystone XL pipeline. Now there's a sixty day pause on any uh, uh, any uh, um, uh, 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 oil or natural gas exploration on yep. federal lands. Uh, and I heard one uh, expert in the industry say, if that becomes permanent, it will cost a million Americans their jobs. Meanwhile. He is, uh, he is, uh, inciting, uh, caravans of illegal aliens to pour out of Guatemala and Honduras and to continue northward through Mexico to come to the United States where he is stopping the construction of the border wall and telling everybody, if you get here fast enough, we're going to give you asylum and a pathway to citizenship. I have never seen anything as irresponsible or, or damaging to the American people in such a short period of time ever. Have you? No, it's, I mean, you just want to step back and say, what is going on? I mean, they had uh, a wall around the Capitol to protect the politicians, but they're not going to build a wall on the border to protect the country. They, uh, that, this was a, you knew this was going to happen. Just as sure as the sun's going to come up tomorrow, you knew when he announced several weeks ago that there was going to be a moratorium on any deportations, you knew there was going to be a caravan. And then you couple that with his executive orders last week. But it's it's no wonder there are people piling up and, 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 and coming to the border trying to get in. So um, let's do what's good for the country, not just what 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 is the the, the latest and greatest according to the left uh, when it comes to their policies. Uh, again, I, I just I think I think the American people see this. I mean, the the, the, the one executive order that bothered me maybe the most, and it hasn't got all that much attention, is is Biden said we're going to get rid of the 1776 commission, and this was simply the commission that said. Let's understand our history. Let's remember those principles that made us the greatest nation ever. Let's remember that communism and fascism are terrible. Let, let, let's remember that the nuclear family is the core institution in our culture. I mean, basic things that have always been a part of the American experience, highlighting those for young people as they move through their education process. No, 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 no. He, he canceled that as well. And I think that says so much because so many of today's left they don't look at America like you and I do. We, we, Bob, you and I know we live in the greatest country ever, and we want to preserve the things that made it so. 
but not the left. They want to tear it down, and you're seeing it play out in Portland. You're seeing it play out in Seattle and some of these other cities. And that is what I think concerns so many Americans. And you couple that with the idea that half the country is now not permitted to speak and debate. Um, that's what is so concerning and, and why it's, again, so important that you're talking about it each and every day uh, on the airwaves. Last thing, Congressman, just to follow up on what you just said, um, how does anything that you just described promote unity? His inaugural address was about unity, and then as soon as the address was over, he walked down to his office and signed 17 executive orders that were going to yeah. alienate half the country, literally alienate yep. half the country. And then he says, we should come together. No blue and red, no Democrat and Republican, no liberal and conservative. We should all come together, and yet he does. And, sil- and again, you know, yeah. he in the silencing of those who disagree. I mean, I, I was at the inauguration we talked last week. It's the fourth one I've been to, um, and I thought there were parts of his speech that were, were good, where he did call for unity. But uh, you're right. It's hard to unify when you're impeaching a president who's already left. It's hard to unify when you're telling half the population they're not allowed to speak, they're not allowed to debate, they're not allowed to exercise their First Amendment liberties. Um, so I hope, I hope this changes. I hope that um, there are some Democrats who can, can work on actually unifying the country and and who will will engage in just open debate and let the best ideas win let the best policies win but not try to silence and cancel people and let's let's hope that that can happen as we uh, as we move forward in this new congress yeah and nothing says unity like